Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, February 5, 2024. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, the market continues in somewhat of a melt-up mode operation. Last week on Friday, they made a new high, closed at another new high. That was, mind you, after the one-day fake-out operation. And that's going to come into play in a few moments when we discuss what's on the docket next. We're going to keep an eye out for those one-day wonder-type events. We've seen those before. They are prevalent in an uptrend, certainly in the midst of a melt-up operation. They're getting close to SPY 500. They're not that far away. The high last week was 496.05. Write this down, put it on a sticky note. 497.50 is the next place up north with a new high that is a mathematical formula-driven number, 497.50. Sticky note material. When they're at new highs, and this goes back to the course Lazy E-Mini Trader, we're on the lookout for signs and or signals of a trend change. We might have had one here. It didn't work out. That doesn't mean the next one will or won't work out. One thing you have to keep in mind is the market can always travel a lot farther in either direction than most people believe that it can. However, there's a however. There will be pullbacks along the way, and here's the deal. Remember, there was a method to the madness on the one-day pullback situation. Later this week, let's call it Wednesday-Thursday type of situation, the market is due for some kind of a short-term cycle event. Could be a low, could be a high. We don't know which one it's going to be, but if, in fact, we see another one of these pullback operations one, two day, maybe even wonders. We're going to start thinking in terms of, is this just another pullback in the midst of an uptrend? If, in fact, the market continues up for the next couple of days, makes a new high, gets to 497.50, maybe even 500 on the SPY, we're going to consider that a pullback may be in order from a short-term cycle perspective. The ES, for example, is already touching almost on Friday 49.9775, two point one quarter points away, two and a quarter points away from 5,000. What do I always say? Almost every day. Sometimes they come up short, other times they spike them through. You never know which one it's going to be. When they come up short, what are they doing? Well, in a sense, they're screwing two factions of traders. Those waiting to short 5,000 or above, those waiting to exit at 5,000 or above. And therefore, Mrs. Market gets the last laugh. Does that mean they won't get to 5,000? No, it doesn't mean that at all. Above all the moving averages, what is the trend? The trend is your friend. For example, today, what did she do? She came down to run a test in the vicinity, in the vicinity of Friday's breakup candle low. Didn't get all the way to the low. They don't necessarily have to. It's in the vicinity, the neighborhood of the low. 
what else did they do? And this comes into play later on when we discuss some of the intraday stuff. What else they did is if you say, hey, look, here's the last breakout area. Why is that? Well, because the market ran up to this place, tried to put in a bullish flag pattern to break higher, but yet failed and came back up and broke out above. That makes this, by definition, the last breakout area in the sequence. So they broke above it. And what did they do today? They came back to run a test of the last breakout area in the sequence. They spiked it. They went to a number that'll come in later on. They bounced back in the other direction and put in that proverbial. And traders from the live room will remember this from this morning. We're looking for a morning low. What did they do today? They put in the morning low right around 1030. How you doing? Stocks, markets, commodities, it doesn't matter. All charts act and react the same way. Doesn't matter whether you're looking at a monthly chart, a weekly, a daily, an hourly chart, a five-minute chart. Essentially, they're all doing the same thing at different points in time. Some of them are faster than others, but they all operate basically the same. What was going on from an inside-the-numbers commentary perspective today? The zero dark 30 early thought stuff, a little bit of a pullback underway. We have an early pivot, 494.40. They tried to get back there by the end of the day, but couldn't quite make it there. By the way, right of the vertical is today's activity. We think better in pictures. Staying below the pivot opens the door for further decline into a zone between 493.05 and 492.20. And that first number today, 493.05, provided a small bounce for traders taking a base hit. Our base hits are 5 to 7 S&P points, 50 to 70 PY cents. They gave us the deal. The candle here has a high of 493.51, but it didn't hold for long. They went down and through the bottom end of that zone. Uh-oh, what do we do now? Well, we'll need some other numbers, which we don't have on the board at zero dark 30, but we do have on the board by 9 a.m., 30 minutes before we're open for business. Now, below that stuff, what happens? Well, the next area begins at 491.62. What was that? 491.62 was the most recent breakout area. Extends down to 490.85. And there it is. They went a little bit lower. We actually had the next number. You'll see it on the board later. But this is where they finally found the morning support. Morning low bounce back in the other direction for the rest of the day. If you're in a trade and it's going the wrong way, which does happen in this business, as long as you have the next area, the next zone, you're able to work out of the trade, which is the case why we don't oversize ourselves going in. We don't go all in at the first price. And what I say every day in the live room is, if you're willing to buy the top end of a zone, you're willing to buy lower in the zone, you don't go all in, your position size isn't too big, you have to be able to manage yourself through the trade. Plenty of traders today managed through the trade, ended up with a Whopper, Whopper Junior by the afternoon. Kudos to those folks. By the way, a spike of 490.85 opens the door lower to what? 490 and a quarter. 490 and a quarter. See, we had that number too. 
There's a method to the madness. By the way, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. I've highlighted the important numbers, what happened around the important numbers. We looked at the chart. It's all in here in black and white. Read them, pause the video, go back to double check the work. Here's a snapshot of stocks on the move today. We had Zscaler, Boeing, APD, and Estee Lauder. Estee Lauder was off the board. It didn't get to its number. However, we'll take a look at the other three. In fact, we're going to look at all four. There's a method to the madness. Estee Lauder was a short trade, and you see the number 160.53. Almost got there. Big gap higher open down from 135 on Friday. However, they didn't get there, and they basically sold off the rest of the afternoon or the rest of the day. About ZS, Zscaler, buzz cut at the opening bell. They didn't come to the first number, and then they bounced. In the second go-around, they came to the first number. They did the deal. Then they came to the second number. They did the deal. So essentially, they gave you basically two base hits in Zscaler, one at the first number, one at the second number. The low here in this candle was 226.19 against 226.18. Again, one penny. Sometimes they come up short, but you see the point. The numbers work. Boeing is what we call a tweener. After its haircut at the open bell, it came halfway in between, which is also called a midpoint, by the way, about halfway in between the two numbers, ripped it back in the other direction. You can see the back test of the first number confirming the first number was, in fact, a number and important. And by the way, did I mention the numbers work? Well, they worked in Boeing as well. APD got smoked. They started melting away towards the opening bell. So this number was off the board. This number was off the board. And by the opening bell, they were hovering on the third number and just killed it in the live room. I took it off the board. I said, don't do this one. This is just too risky at the open hovering at the third number. So technically I had the numbers wrong in APD prior to the opening bell. They melted it away and I just left it alone. What's going on over in Camp IWM? All of a sudden, they're below the 50-period moving average on the daily chart. Opened below it today, went lower, tried to fight back, but still closed below it. So when we say above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. Well, now they're below two, the 20 and the 50. Obviously, the trend on the IWM has changed. It is my favorite market-leading indicator, by the way. And you can see here that once they came down in this downdraft, they tested the vicinity of this breakup candle low where they broke out from on the second go around. That's not the same. So we're not going to assume that this is going to hold. But what we will say is that they do need to hold this pivot low or else it opens the door for another leg lower, specifically into the convergence of these moving averages. And that doesn't have to be the end. There are lower numbers down there. So the IWM is coming into a very important place where the Bulls need to play goal line defense. Otherwise, another leg lower will ensue. Here's the weekly chart. They are above all the moving averages. So you can see even more so in this chart, how important this particular low will be. The low is 187.53. That will put them below the 200 and it'll start into the convergence down here of these three moving averages, which doesn't necessarily have to coincide to the penny with the daily chart averages down here, but it's not that far away. You can see where that type of location, if you will, on two different charts can become magnetic. 
Transports, folks down at the transportation department had a down day, about 100 points or so, 7 tenths of 1%. It's not really a death sentence. They're above all the moving averages, and they fought back to close above all or the last moving average, which is the 20, the red one. So we'll give them the benefit of the doubt while they're above all the moving averages and simply say the trend is your friend until it's over. And certainly on the weekly chart, you can see they're just eating time off the clock. They tested a weekly chart breakup candle low. They're still inside that low or meaning above that low. They're eating time off the clock back and forth. You could also see how important that low is. Getting below this low here would put you below the moving average, at least the 20 period, and it would put you falling into the zone where another leg lower would necessarily be underway. The Q people, anything wrong here? Down 56 cents today, no big deal. It's a rounding error in a $428 stock. They're around the former highs. They're above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until it's not. That's right, until your shit gets thrown out the window. Anything wrong with the weekly chart? No, it's in an uptrend, but you are getting somewhat, and I say somewhat because it can get farther extended from but you are getting somewhat extended from home base. Home base is the 20 period moving average. When the chart does get extended or price gets extended away from home base, they like to come back, either eat time off the clock and let home base creep up to price. Going sideways is a corrective pattern by definition, or they'll pull back or a combination of two, eating time off the clock, bringing price back toward home base. It resets the tape. It recocks the gun. XLF down a little bit today, about half a percent, six-tenths of a percent, but above all the moving averages, there's nothing wrong. Pullbacks are part of the process. Getting back below 38 is a different story altogether. That would bring them back below the most recent breakout area. That would be a negative, and that would open the door for more selling. First, down to 37.40 and possibly 37. Write those down for the future just in case on a sticky note. What about the semi-space? Pretty good proxy for the tech space. Anything wrong here? No. Up 2%, $3.73, beating on the former highs made just several days ago. Above all the moving averages, you know the jingle. Here's one of those potential fake-out signs or signal of a trend change. They put in a tail. Here they are two weeks later testing the top of the tail, the all-time high. Closing weekly above would take that off the table from being a tail, meaning lower prices to come. However, if they don't close the week above and they just ran a test of it, it still would be an active tail and top, technically speaking. How's Tesla doing? Why do I have a line at 175.05? Because that was today's number, and that was a trade from the live room in Tesla, basically to the penny. Just saying. Pretty good participation in the live room on Tesla. Therefore, profits made on Tesla. Let's take a look around the horn at the Fab 7 in addition to what we already looked at in Tesla. Let's look at the six others. Just see if there's any material change, anything we need to know about, be concerned about, giving an indication of anything happening around the markets. Obviously, the market's being pulled up a lot by these particular stocks, NVIDIA, Amazon, Meta, Stock market's going to either have to broaden out or there's going to be a correction and it's going to be like shoving 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag when 
they try to get out of these stocks and take profit. Anything wrong with Amazon, daily chart? No, but you are getting too far extended from home base. Therefore, it will be customary to eat time off the clock or pull back closer to home base. Doesn't have to happen tomorrow, but generally speaking, that will happen. By the way, fire up your sticky notes again. 176.85, give or take, is the next target in Tesla on the upside. Doesn't mean they have to get there. It means if they continue higher, that's where they're going and they should find overhead resistance at that place. Apple, big reversal day on Friday. We had some follow through today. They tested the former low, spiked the low, ripped it back up in the other direction. Where have you heard that before? That's one of our favorite trades in the live room. We had a couple of them today. The spike the low, rip it back up in the other direction, pocket another base hit, and move on. We did that a few times this morning. A number of traders did that a few times this morning. Clear up the noise, go over to the weekly chart. Is there anything wrong with Apple from a weekly chart perspective? It's in an uptrend. They are above all the moving averages. Therefore, the trend is your friend. Doesn't mean it doesn't come back down three days from now, a week and a half from now. But at present, we take the market at face value. The trend is your friend. The trend is up. The weekly trend is up in Apple. And that's what you respect. How's the weekly trend in Microsoft? Well, it's firmly to the upside. But look where they are in relation to home base. A little bit far extended last week. Already coming back this week. But, and there's always a but. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. Pullbacks are part of uptrends. They go up, they pull back. They reset the tape, they recock the gun, they go up again, they pull back. It's when they start getting below certain stuff where the uptrend begins to change and you, instead of a buy the dip situation, get into a sell the rip situation. How about Google? Uh, 136.75 was a swing trade last week on Friday. As you can see from an intraday chart, caught the low by a few pennies. They ripped it back up in the other direction. And by the way, the lazy swing trader auto magical algorithm system already took first profit on Friday, same day. Risk-free, emotionless trade. Google L 136.75, buy alert on the watch list, the whole kitten caboodle. Thought it had a chance to get the second profit target today. Not meant to be just yet. Weekly chart, uptrend, trend is your friend. What did they do last week? Came back to run a test of the 20-week moving average. Crisply bounced off of it. Nice trade. NVIDIA, monsters du jour. It's just a monster stock, way extended from home base, almost parabolic, almost a vertical move. This will come down at some point hard and fast. The question is from where? 700, 7 and a quarter, 750. We don't know. I think Goldman Sachs put a price target of 800 on it today. That's typically a sign of a topping signal, if you will. They're professionals. Why would they be telling you to buy it at the highs? Them putting a price target of 800 doesn't suggest buy it here for 800. It's already up too much. They're just covering their basis. It's a CYA call. It's a signal of closer to a top than not. About Meta on a redonkulous tear into earnings last week. 
A little bit of a pullback today. And here's the deal. You can look at it like this. Take this low from Friday, 453.01. You get below that low, you're in here, no man's land. Doesn't mean they come all the way back down here, but you can, and I repeat can, doesn't mean will, can get a vacuum. You don't know whether this is going to hold or not. So is that bona fide support? Very tough situation to buy meta after a run like that. Look at the volume. That could be exhaustion type of move. Meta. This stuff will peter out and there will be a bona fide correction. Mark my words. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. I'm pulling the ripcord here today. This is David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.